You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. I want you to consider half a verse in Job 26. Job chapter 26. And we are going to consider the latter part of verse 12. Job 26, the latter part of verse 12. Ready? By his understanding, he breaks up the storm. By God's understanding, he breaks up the storm. My subject this morning, the storm breaker. And we're going to give our God a big hand of praise before we go further. God's understanding equates his omniscience. God is all knowing. You can be excellent at hiding things to the point to where no human can find where you hid a particular item. But that's not the case when it comes to God. Because no matter how good you are at hiding or keeping secrets, God knows everything. I said God knows everything. There is nothing too hard for God to solve. Some things take us all day to figure out. It takes no time for God to figure anything out. Simply because he already knows everything. And, and I just not only believe that God knows everything. I have learned through experience that he knows everything. God's understanding benefits his children. That's what I want you to just get in your being. God's omniscience benefits his children. Making it personal, his omniscience Benefits me. Yeah. His omniscience benefits me in the church and outside the church. At home, my business, even when I do general things that I may not be knowledgeable about. God gives me knowledge about those particular things. His omniscience benefits me. Benefits his children. How many have reached that conclusion? Just by show of hands. You've reached the conclusion that his omniscience benefits you. You know what you know uh, because of God. There are certain things that you didn't have to go to the internet to figure out. God specifically told you. 
exactly what to and what not to do. And I don't have enough fingers and toes to, to really express how many times God has revealed to me things that benefited my life. I mean, so many times I can't even count. And I need to know, do you have that same testimony? And the thing about God's omniscience in reference to benefiting his children is never going to change. It's never going to change because God never changes. He never changes. Nothing about him changes. I love uh, Malachi 3 and 6. God changes not. Then we get in the New Testament, Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, our God in flesh, is the same yesterday Today and forever. He does not change. God has a number of ways of revealing to us certain things that we need to know. You can be having a, a conversation with your brother or sister about general stuff. But all of a sudden, that person will say something to you that's bigger than the person. God will use that person as a mouthpiece to say something to you. And it may just be a sentence. It may be half of a sentence. But that thing will cause an impartation to get down on the inside of you that will change some things in your life far the battle have you ever experienced that somebody just said something you'd be like thank you Jesus I'm sure glad me and you talked today because you done said something I needed and the person did say it but it was God using the person to reveal it unto you a revelation so important for you that God allowed it allowed it to get in your spirit in your God consciousness but biblically one of the major ways that God gives us knowledge his knowledge his omniscience is through his prophets And I want you to know, know how important that is. I want you to, you to know it, and I want to show it to you. Go with me to a scripture I quote often, but I want to show you today. Amos chapter 3. Amos 3. If you're not familiar with uh, Amos, just go to your table of content and just, just meet me at Amos. Yeah, meet me at Amos. No shame if you don't know. If you get to Hosea, you're close. Hose, Hosea, uh, Joel, I think, and then Amos. All right, let's go to Amos 3, and let's consider verse 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing. I better read that again. Surely the Lord God does help me. Unless... He reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. There are certain secrets that, that God reveals to his servants, the prophets. Now, there are prophets that are not God's servants. A prophet is primarily... A person that God shows things in reference to the present, the near future, and the distant future. God can reveal to you something that's going to happen this week. But he can also reveal something to you that's going to happen 20 years from now. Remember, he's omniscient. 
He knows everything. But whatever he's going to reveal, he's going to give it to his prophets, his servants, the prophet. Somebody that he knows is going to obey him. Someone that is not going to try to add to or take away. Just going to put it on the table the way God desires it to be put on the table. See, see, some folks will give you a word, but they'll try to sweeten it in order to please you. But it's better to obey God than, than to try to please somebody. How, how many have ever experienced it, it's just hard to please folks to the point to where it lasts? If I had such and such, I'd be happy. You get it. But then that happiness don't last but a while. So it's better to just put on the table what God says to put on the table. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's between you and God. But the point that I want you to grasp is that the Lord is not going to do anything unless he Reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Somebody he knows prays. Somebody he knows that is aware of his voice. And knows how to take his word and give it to his people. Because see, see sometimes God can give you something to give people, but you will deliver it the wrong way. Yeah, you got you to know how to feed folk. You, you got to know, just like naturally, you can't feed no baby, no piece of pork chop. <laughs> baby, six months, you, hey, you got to eat him. You, you can't feed no baby, no pork chop. You got you to know how to feed that baby. And even a, a person that's going through certain things in his or her body, you can't just put anything on the table for that person without knowing how to properly prepare it. And the one who knows all things will tell his servants, the prophets, how to prepare it and how to put it on the table. And that's the reason when he gives it to a true man or woman of God, it's going to be put on the table. Exactly the way God has ordained for it to be put down. How many are still understanding? Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals and knows what he calls it, his secret. Unto his servant, the prophet, a secret, something that everybody is not familiar with. Something that everybody is not going to agree with. Because there are certain things that God tells you and, and you tell your kinfolk, they're going to just be point blank with you and say, look, ain't no way. You got to be out your mind. Don't you listen to that preacher. They'll say all kind of stuff simply because they are not acquainted with God-given secrets. And specifically giving secrets only to his servants, the prophets. You better listen to what such and such say and don't listen to that preacher. Yeah, but God didn't tell me he was going to give it to such and such. He told me who he was going to give it to. So if he told me he's going to give it to him, why in the world should I listen to her? We still on the Bible, aren't we? See, folk want you to listen to somebody that has not been authorized to give you the divine. God don't trust his stuff with everybody. 
I said, he don't trust his stuff with everybody. He don't trust his word. He don't trust what he has prepared for you to everybody. He prepared it for you, but he ain't going to just let anybody give it to you. He fixed it just right for you, but he's not going to allow just any old person to give it to you. And we need to quit acting like we can get it from anybody. Let me get on the internet and see what such and such is doing. Let me turn right here, see what such. Look, you better be careful. You have to be careful because you have to make sure that you get from God what God has put together for you. How many in here have learned you can't eat everybody's cooking? It, it, it's even certain restaurants, you, you just ain't going back there. And if I do go back, I ain't going to order such a second. Them folk don't know how to cook, no. Woo, tell somebody you can't eat everybody's cooking. <laughs> and so he puts his secret down his people something something that you're not going to hear on television or you may not hear unless God permits it to go worldwide or however he permits or wherever he permits it to go you have to be to the point where you understand that God will give me information that's not privy to everybody you have to understand that and, and he does it for his children because his children are special to him. Say to your neighbor, you're special to God. You are a child of God. And what that says is that you are special to the most high God. God so loves his children to where he does not want folks to mess with his folk. Touch not my anointing. Told his children uh, through Moses. He said, Moses, tell them to just stand still. And watch me fight. Watch me bring them deliverance. Watch me give them salvation. God loves his children. Therefore, he loves you. Even when you're going through trouble, you got to understand God loves you. If he allows you to go through something, he is allowing it because he loves you. I, I remember when, when mama used to get me on the leg with them switches. I do love you though, boy. And I used to wonder, how in the world can you love me and you putting these things on my leg? I found out later she, she loved me because she was giving me a whipping in order to stop me from doing something that was going to hurt me. And how many know God will give you something that you may not like when he gives it to you, but it may take a day or two, but you'll find out how beneficial what he did was or is surely the Lord God will do nothing say your neighbor nothing unless he reveal his secrets to his servants the prophet that means I, I need to be attentive when I come to church God got something for me God going to tell me my next step. God going to tell me about the next season. He going to tell me about the path that I need to stay on. And so forth. 
But then we also have to consider the last sentence in Second Chronicles 20 and 20. Let's go there. Now, this is in reference to Amos 3 and 7. Chronicles is, is uh, right after the book of Kings. Second Chronicles 20, and we're going to look at the last sentence. Of the last clause. Now notice this, Second Chronicles 20 and 20, last clause. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. And you shall prosper. Your prosperity is tied into your past. According to this verse. If, if you come to hear the word. But leave not thinking, talking and doing the word. You messing up your own prosperity. Your prosperity. Is tied into your past. That's Bible. Walker trying to act. No, this is bigger than Walker now. Believe God's prophet, so shall you. You prosper. You don't have to stay in no hole. The hole represents a place of no prosperity. I'm not saying you won't ever get in a hole, but you don't have to stay in a hole. You don't have to stay broke. I'm not saying you won't experience being broke, but you don't have to stay broke. You don't have to be without. I'm not saying you will never experience being without. I'm just telling you, you don't have to stay that way. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. That's Bible. Prosper equates Success. And, and we're not talking about natural success alone. We're talking about divine success. Why? Because it's tied to God. Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. I like what pastor said, but that ain't really for me. Mess up your prosperity. If it ain't for you, mess up your prosperity. You may not want divine prosperity. You may want to work, work 92 hours a week. And just depend on that. Talk to a guy this week. He said, you know what? I've been, I don't work 78 hours this week. I said, 78? He said, yeah, man. I don't work 78 hours this week. He said, guess what I'm going to do when I get home? I said, I said what you going to do? Fall out. <laughs> he said, I'm going to fall out when I get home. He said, guess what time I'm going to get up in the morning? What time are you going to get up in the morning? I don't know. He said, because I'm going to sleep. Understand this. You don't have to kill yourself to prosper. You don't have to worry yourself to death to prosper. When you understand that your prosperity is tied in to God. Yeah. Now, God himself tells us uh, that we ought to work. If you don't work, you will not eat. But don't think that work is just for you to get something to provide sustenance in your life. And that's the only way you can prosper or have something. No, God will cause you to prosper. He told Israel, I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build. told him you're going to end up eating, eating vegetables that you didn't plant. Because I'm taking you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. 
figuratively a sign of prosperity. I'm taking you to a prosperous land. I'm taking you to a good land. And see, God hadn't changed. But you have to believe his word. And some things God tells you to believe are, are difficult for you to receive as a human. So you have to receive them in your spirit or your God consciousness. You have to get to the point to where you, you have in your being, if God said it, it is so. If God said it, it is so. Because God has a way of doing things beyond your knowledge. Your understanding. That's the reason Paul revealed he'll do what your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. Neither have entered into your heart. And, and then Paul said, and he's going to do it for his folk. He going to do it for his folk. And see, it's folks like me that, that's crazy enough to believe everything God said. I wonder if you joined the crazy side. You crazy enough to believe everything that God uh, said. If it be true, tell somebody, if God said it, it is so. Some of y'all ain't happy enough for me. Tell somebody else, if God said it, it is so. Moses say, God, we ain't got no water out here. You know we in the desert. We got to hurry up and get where some water. Uh, no, you ain't got to hurry up and get nowhere. I want you here for 40 years. All you got to do is go over there and hit that rock and water going to come forth. Caused a well to spring forth in the desert. God does what eyes have not seen. God does what you have never heard. Simply because he's omniscient and omnipotent. Jesus so understood it. Jesus the man to where he said, with me and this right here is impossible. He said, but not with God. Not with God. With God, all things are possible. And it's amazing how God does things. It's amazing how he does things. He, he, he can take simple things and, and, and cause great things to happen. It, it, it's just like every time I read Genesis 1, I'm, I'm just amazed by the omniscience and the omnipotence of God. When, when, when it opens up, talking about in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void and without form. And God spoke. All he did was say something. And the intangible stuff that we see right now. That we looking at, look out the one, the stuff, we, stuff he created, we looking at right now. Let there be everything he said to come into being. We still see it. We still see the fruit of it. We see the trees. We see the water. We see the sky. Everything he spoke. That, that lets me know that God can speak something in your life and he, he can just say, let it be for her and it just, boom. But see, our mindset have to, has to be to the point to where we believe that God can just say it and it manifests. You thinking you got to work a hundred hours for it, but God can just speak it in it. See, some of y'all over here, y'all ain't ready for that. See how they were stunned when I said it over, over there in the deacon's corner. I mean, he just said it. And then it just manifested. But contextually, Job revealed how also, God's understanding is. 
he, he, he can just, his understanding can make stuff happen. He can just think some stuff. I ain't got to say nothing. Just think some stuff. And things begin to Now, I'm talking about God right now, but, but you got to understand that even when it comes to his children, Jesus said to his children, if you can believe this. You mean, Lord, we ain't even got to say it. We can say it too. Notice he says here in Job 26, 12, the last clause. By his understanding, he breaks up the stone by his understanding God can be aware of what's going on in your life and, 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 and through his awareness he just causes your storm to be broke I, I, I love it because he, he led me to this pass, this passage for today. So that means God getting ready to break up. Y'all ain't ready for it. God getting ready to break up. Surely the Lord God will do. Y'all ain't been following me. Surely the Lord God will do unless He's gonna reveal it. What you gonna put on the table this week? Lord, tell him I'm the storm breaker. Tell him the storm breaker is coming. Matter of fact, he's already here. By his understanding. He breaks up the storm. How many know God is aware of everything you're going through? All right, y'all sell yourself for a minute. So I can finish. Woo, it's hard though, ain't it? Woo, thank you for being the storm breaker. Woo, thank you for being the storm breaker. All right, you may be seated. And so we have to consider the storm from a figurative standpoint. Number one, the storm represents a difficulty that you're experiencing. A difficulty that you are experiencing. And see, when, when difficulty is present in your life, you, you, you see little signs like disorder, confusion, unrest you, you see these things but it's, but it's more than just a difficulty a trouble when it comes to a storm 
A storm is also that which is keeping you from getting your breakthrough. It's something that's keeping you from getting your breakthrough. Say to your neighbor, it's just a storm that's trying to keep you from getting through. You're driving and, 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 and the weather is so horrendous to where it's trying to get you to pull to the side. You're, you're trying to get to where you need to go. But, but the weather is trying to get you to just stop. Some of us are in a storm right now that's trying to keep us from, from getting to where God has ordained for us to get. But say to your neighbor, I'm not going to allow this storm to stop me from getting through. Even if it gets to the point to where I, I may have to pull over for a few minutes, I ain't turning back. I'm getting through this storm. Even if I have to stop by the road for a few minutes, I'm. But see, this is the dangerous thing when it, when it comes to us sometimes. There, there are times to where we try to handle the storm by ourselves. Well, you know, I pray and ask God to let everything be well. But, but, it, but it's bigger than you just praying and asking him to let everything be well. You ought to be led by God. It's like you telling God what to do. But, but if you're going to let God be God, ask him what you need to do in the storm instead of telling him what you want him to do in the storm. Lord, just do such and such and such and such for me and it's going to be well. Why not reverse it and say, Lord, you told me to be led by your spirit and the spirit would guide me into all truth. So, Lord, I'm going through this storm. So, what do you want me to do? What direction do you want me to take in this storm? Before you allow the doctor to do the surgery, why not ask God if it's his will for you to get the surgery? And when he says get the surgery, you ain't got to worry about who the doctor is because God done already told you that it's going to be well when you go... Some of us have been guilty. Well, you know I'm going to do such and such, such, so just be praying for me. And sometimes I just be want to ask, well, have you, did God, is God leading you to do this? Or you just undecided and you just want me to pray for you? And, and the majority of the time, you done made a decision. And now you just want prayer. But see, you are a child of God. You want to make sure whatever you do, God is leading you do it and God God will lead you to do certain things because he knows where you are but you have to be to the point to where you trust your God to the point to where you are in line with the first and great commandment you putting him first yeah the doctor said you need to have it right away but you need to ask your God what you need to do and let him direct your See, because one thing that, that sinks 
have, have really failed to grasp in the manner that, that they should is Psalm 46 and 1. Which says in part, God is a very present help in trouble. I mean, God, that, that, that verse basically says to us that, look, God wants to help us when we get in a difficult position. When we are in a storm, God wants to help us. He wants to give us exactly what we need to go through the storm and come out of the storm. Very present. Oh, he know you're going to go through stuff. He, he told us through the psalm. In Psalm 34 and 19, many of the afflictions of the righteous. Many? Yeah. You're going to go through a whole lot of stuff in your mind, in your body, emotionally, and so forth. It's going to be a whole lot of stuff going to come, so don't even be troubled by that. Just understand when you get to going through all of this stuff, I'm going to deliver you. And don't get to acting crazy talking about why in the world I'm going through. Because I told you you was going to go through. But I also told you I'm going to bring you out of it. Well, you know so and so got such and such. So? Finish it. But God going to bring them out. She a child of God, you know. Yep, God going to bring them out. He specifically said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. There are certain benefits of God. Folk, how many of them realize that? I'm going to wait and get saved, you know, until I get saved. Look, you're going to miss all these benefits. You're going to wait till you get old and may not make it in. You'll be able to get these benefits now. You're going to miss out on all these benefits thinking that being saved ain't cool. It ain't wonderful. The best life you can have is a saved life. The happiest life you can have is a Christian life. The most beneficial life you can have is a God-ordained life. Single or married, the God-ordained life. Well, if I was married, I, 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 could, I could see that. Look, there are folk that are married that want to be single. Woo! And folk that are single that want to be. You're going to always have that. It's not about your status. It's about God. God will make you happy whether you're married or single. And ain't no single or married folk helping me out the way I need them to help me out. Woo! That was for somebody. By his understanding. He breaks up the storm. Why does he do it? He's a very present help. That means he right there. You're going through the storm and going right there. Very present means he all up on you. I'm right here. Yeah, we're going to make it through this because I'm going, you know I'm omnipotent and omniscient. I know exactly what you need to do. If I tell you to pull over, pull over. If I tell you to go a little slower, slow down. If I tell you to speed up, speed up. You know I am God. And he is no respecter of person. He's not going to treat Walker good and treat you bad. He's not going to bless me with the word that he's given all of us and not bless you. Lord have mercy. A storm has the capacity to number one 
calls us to be weakened. And often it is in a gradual way. You're going through it and, and the thing is trying to weaken you. Mentally. Emotionally. And physically. Going through this difficult and just feeling. Don't even want to get out the bed. <laughs> going through a storm and just start feeling depressed even though God just bless you real good in the storm he just bless you real good but then the storm is still happening so it's still working on you yeah you know God really blessed me last week but I'm still Storm don't want to give up. I found that there, there are some storms that God never intended for you to try to handle on your own. Just like I told you earlier how God told Israel to stand still and watch him fight. Watch his salvation. There are certain things that God never intended for you to deal with by yourself. And Job understood it. Job was going through a difficulty. He was going through a storm that he needed God to break. But in the midst of his storm, God, Job knew that God is the storm breaker. And he's he going to break up this storm with his understanding. And, and see the thing is what, what Job knew is that God was going to reveal to him exactly what he needed to do in order to come out of his storm. Because one way God distributes his understanding is through divine words. Now, now we are blessed because we have Jeremiah 3 and 15 that, that tells us God will give us shepherds that, that will feed us what we need to have in order to get out of the storm. Shepherds feed, according to Jeremiah 3.15, with knowledge and understanding. The knowledge and the understanding comes from the storm breaker. Uh, the one that breaks the storms with his understanding. So some understanding ought to be done went forth to start breaking up some storms, right? I don't want to lose you. Stay with me now. Say to your neighbor, God has given us some stuff right now to break up some storms. When he dropped that anointing in here a while ago, it started breaking up some storms. Listen to this. We have to recognize that a lot of the battles we go through in, in storms are normal. Yeah. If you go through difficulty as a human, you're going to feel certain ways. But see, you, you, you have to understand something. You're going to feel certain ways, but you have to also realize that, that you're going to have to put yourself under subjection. Why? Because of number two in reference to what the storm has the capacity to do, and that is to influence and control you. You can be in trouble and all of a sudden that trouble starting to get you to do things you have no business doing. To think things you have no business thinking. To say things you have no business saying. And then when, when the storm gets you to bite the bullet as we used to say. 
then that same storm starts to control you. All of a sudden, your, your God consciousness has diminished and you are allowing your flesh to take control. You are allowing the storm that is brewing on the inside to control you. Yeah. And so now, God becomes secondary. In some cases, God is completely moved out. And you get that stupid mindset that I gotta do what I gotta do. You hear I call that the stupid mindset. Child of God should never say I gotta do what I gotta do. That's stupid. Well, Pastor, I just had to do what I, that's just You don't have to agree. I ain't changing. That is stupid. You got too much ammunition. You got too many folk on your side to just do what you got to do. Oh, you got to have the mindset, I'm going to do what God would have me do. Amen? And so... When it starts to influence you, you have to recognize, I've got to take control of this. Because you are still a free moral agent. You can invite the storm breaker in and allow his understanding to destroy or break up the storm. Or you can allow the storm to turn you every which way but loose. Watch this. How many have, have been in trouble and you just allowed that trouble to turn you any way it wanted to? Since you've been saved. Say to your neighbor, that shouldn't be after today. That's what I'm saying. God giving you understanding right now. I don't have to, I don't have to be depressed just because I'm in a storm. I don't have to allow this storm to control my thoughts, my words, and my deeds. I don't have to do that because God breaks up storms through his understanding. In my clothes. You have to be to the point to where you recognize how God breaks up storms. Gotta know how you break them up. I just stated that you're gonna have to yield to him. You gonna have to choose to let him break it up. God can actually allow a storm to continue, but it will not have the power that it had when it began. He can keep allowing you to go through a storm because a storm has some benefits. So he can be to the point to where he, he can lessen the storm. And, and though the storm is still happening, guess what? You're moving forward as if the storm does not exist. And when you get to the point to where you can go through that storm as if it does not exist, that says about you, child of God, that you are relying on God and not leaning to your own understanding and that you are maturing in him the way he desires you to mature. But then God can also completely cause the storm to end. He can just say, stop, cease, be done, and the storm will be over. It depends on him. God has caused certain trouble that I had in my life to just completely cease. I remember going through financial 
trouble for, for years. And then all of a sudden God said, you ain't going to have to go through that no more. And I was just like, you know, I've been going through this <laughs> all my days and not no more. And that's been 30-something years, and he just caused it to just cease. Ain't never worried about it since. He just caused it to, that's a, and it's a good place to be. It, it's good to have than not have financial. Yes, it is. Don't tell them about you. Sometimes it's good to be, no, it ain't. I done been on both sides. That's, that's not a good side to be on. Unless God is, he had me on that side to learn, but he got me on this side to be an example. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. But then there are some storms to where the Lord will say, Walker, I'm going to diminish it, but you're going to have to keep going through this. You're going to have to keep going through it. But it's not going to stop you from doing what I have ordained for you to do. And see, so you have to recognize that if, if you're still in a storm, but you're still able to function and do what God would have you do, you need to get your mind off that storm and just give God the praise for allowing you to do what you need to do and to move forward despite the storm. I mean, understand it. Whether he causes it to cease or whether he causes it to diminish so you can move forward. You, you need to understand that it is a blessing. Amen? Amen. I got to give you an example of, of, of a storm in scripture and then I'm going to be done. Let's go to the book of Mark. The book of Mark. Chapter 4. Go with me to book book of y'all know Mark in the New Testament, right? Yeah. All right. I know you. I'm just checking. I know. I know you did. I'm just checking though. Somebody may not have known. But notice Mark four and thirty five is where we'll start. Mark four thirty five. Ready? On the same day when evening had come, he or Jesus said to them, the them being his disciples, let us. Cross over to the other side. Now notice he was going with them just like he is with us. What did he tell us? I'll never leave you nor will I. I'll be with you always. So this can be applied to our life. Right? Verse 36. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. The waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Water getting in the boat. Water is getting in the boat. Remember, it's getting in the boat, but, these, but some of these folk that are in the boat are fishermen. So it shouldn't be anything unusual that... that uh, as fishermen that you get in a storm and water get in the, in the boat. Right? But keep in mind too that this, this was a great windstorm. It was great. But still, they know water going to get in the boat. As fishermen. Even some of you that just get on a boat every now and then, you, you know that water get in the boat. Right? But... Verse 38. But he was in the stern or the back, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now notice they don't spoke death, ruin, just because of a storm. That's just like us. But we don't, we don't want that to be us after the day. You, you, can't, you can't speak certain things just because you're in a storm. 
You got to watch your mouth in a stone. You, you can't cause your prosperity to cease just because you're in a stone. Well, it ain't looking that good, so. Oh, so you don't, you don't, it's two signs. You done went through three things, so Nan ain't looking that good. Just like I told this guy, you know, I, I just hit 60. Oh, man, it, it, it's some signs in 60s. <laughs> Let me just tell you about some of them signs when you hit 60. I said, well, I said, well hold on now, hold on, hold on. You talking about some good signs? <laughs> Or some bad signs. Let, come on, fill me in now before you go any further. Well, there's some signs you ain't going to like too much. I said, well, look, hold up. I don't want to hear these signs today. You understand what I'm saying? You go through things in this body, but I ain't going to let nobody put in me negativity. You're you going to tell me, you're going you gonna to talk negative to me, tell me some, some, some down stuff and think, I'm going to sit there and take it in. Oh, no. Look at somebody and say, Pastor ain't like you, he won't do that. Because <laughs> some of us will, uh, will, will listen to folk and we know they ain't going to do nothing but talk a whole lot of junk. And allow that stuff to get in us as if we're a trash can. They woke him up. And then had the audacity to say to Jesus, you don't care. You don't care. Because we perishing. You know. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking how I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Because I want you to take it the right way. I have been to the point to where I have gotten upset and would say something similar to this. Don't seem like you hear me. You, you ever had one of them little dumb moments? See, this, this was a dumb moment right here. You don't care because we perishing. One thing that they're killing themselves, death and in the power of the but But to say the very one that delivered you don't care, Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, the very one that changed your life of the better don't care. Are you crazy? Let me get out the Bible. But to say out of your mouth, Mullins, Jackson, White, Holland, that Jesus don't care. Have you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? Look at your neighbor and say, we, we, got, we got to get past dumb moments. Or moments where we say or think or do things that we know are in contrast to God's will. You agree? Let's go on. Lord have mercy. Verse 39. Then Jesus arose. Rebuked the wind. Said to the sea. Be still. Now notice he calls it to just stop. He could have just said hey. Calm down son. But he calls it to just Stop. He calls something great to just stop. That lets us know there's nothing too hard for our God. Woo! Y'all better give him the praise. There's nothing too hard for our God. Woke up and said, stop. Notice this. And he said to them, 
are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, in my clothes, I need to go back and show you something that's very important. You don't, we done went through the whole story. You see what Jesus did. But now, I need you to really see something that's very important. Notice verse 35. Verse 35. You ready? This is what Jesus said to his disciples. Let us cross to, cross over to the other side. Every time God gets ready to take you to the other side. Expect a storm. And in that case, it was a great storm. The other side connotes, number one, further. The root meaning of further is to move forward. Every time God gets ready for you to move forward. And when you move forward in God, according to scripture, it means you're moving into better and bigger. I need you to come out of Egypt, Israel. Why? I'm taking you further. I'm taking you to another side. They had to cross the Red Sea to get to the other side. On the other side was the promise Look at all the storms that tried to stop Israel from getting to the other side. Not all of them made it, but some of them made it. The, The blessed thing about what we see in the text here, Mark 4, is that every one of the disciples, even though they messed up, they still made it to the other side side they still went further but what is more important in reference to how we define other side is that it is the place where Jesus himself has ordained for his children to be notice it's clear here in Mark 4 and 35 let us cross over to the other Say to your neighbor, God is getting ready to take you somewhere. Or let me back up and say, God is taking us somewhere. That's divine. We're going to have some storms, but he's taking us. He's not letting us go. He's going with us. And notice, he's taking us somewhere that only disciples can go. I said he's taking us somewhere that only disciples can go. Let me break it down. There are some blessings you're going to experience that are specifically for God's children. And I'm going to stop right there.